0: Log Talk Radio.
1: There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't, blacks don't have do black have having the businesses and industries. There's a direct link, black do not practice group economics, black won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up, that I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out understand the nature of race which is economics. If you if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And as a and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces eight, twelve to thirteen times for at least. Jewish money bounces eighteen times. Black folk gotta learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate. Them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they over-incarcerate when they, when they over you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March for well, what? Who cares? Marching has never changed anything.
0: I know what you're thinking. How the heck does a 52-year-old, over-the-hill, milkshake machine salesman build a fast-food empire with 1,600 restaurants and an annual revenue of $700 million? One word. Persistence.
2: Prince Castle Sales. Hi, Jim.
0: How's it going down there? Good. Well, A lot of interest. We got an order, six mixers. To
1: anyone in particular? McDonald's. Care for a little tour? We wanted something different. And that's when my brother here comes up with one of his brilliant ideas. Order's ready in 30 seconds, not 30 minutes.
3: Unique, original. There's nothing like this.
4: Revolutionary. (laughs)
3: That's exactly what it is. It's revolutionary. What is that? The golden arches. It's a way to make the place stand out, huh? There should be McDonald's everywhere. Franchise the damn thing. Mr. Croc. Franchise. 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 McDonald's can be the new American church.
0: It ain't just open on Sundays, boys.
2: I am flesh and I
0: am bone. Rise up, ding, ting, like litter and gold. How can we be almost out of capital? Did you mortgage
3: our home? Yeah, we could lose everything. I want to renegotiate. My lousy deal. I can't. Can't or won't? Ray. What? No. Oh, damn it. What you ought to be doing is owning the land upon which that burger is cooked. You're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business.
0: Franchise Realty Corporation.
3: It's its own separate company, which puts it outside your purview.
0: There's a wolf
4: in the hen house.
3: We let him in.
4: Isn't gonna be enough for you?
3: Probably never. You are to stop this instant. I'm through taking mm-hmm. orders from you. You have a contract! Contracts are like hearts. They're made to be broken. I am, am broken business is war it's dog eat dog rat eat rat i want to take the future i want to win the brothers are your business partners make it go away i don't care what it takes (laughs) that glorious name mcdonald's
1: i had to have it you don't have it you sure about that
5: Welcome to another installment of It's My House. Uh, we uh, we got to start calling on landlines. In any event, today's podcast is titled Housing Algebra What Equals X? Housing Algebra What Equals X? 619-768-2945. We're going to go, uh, let me see. Uh, like I said, the title of today's podcast is Housing Algebra What Equals X? And uh, I was trying to line up something for you guys. Well, anyway, here's what we're going to do, we're going to do a, a brief podcast today. Um, let me see got my volume right. All right, many people. Uh, Maybe some listen to this podcast that you might have housing problems. You might be looking for affordable housing. You might be in an emergency situation where you need housing. You could be you could be struggling to pay rent. You're, you're making it, but you're struggling to make it. There's some people that might be one, two, three months behind on their rent. Same scenario with the mortgage payments, or you could be up on your mortgage payments and you've got a a leaky roof that urgently needs but you don't know where to get the money. So one of the courses that I think should be taught in school as a required class, particularly grades 9 through 12. But you can start early as, probably as early as, First grade in, in some free, free shape, form, fashion is what I call housing algebra. Now, let me go to uh, online and get the definition, just a basic definition of algebra. Uh, let's see. All right, algebra. The. Well, let me get a. I like Wikipedia. Um, algebra. Uh, Arabic meaning reunion of broken parts. That's the, okay. the Arabic meaning of the word algebra. Defined as reunion of the broken parts. And that fits. If you're behind on the mortgage payment, rent payment, need emergency housing, there's something broken there. Uh, We're always in that state. So you need to. Oh wait a minute. Uh, Yeah, Lord is sound. You need to rejoin things. All right. Um, I got a different definition here. Right? So, means, reading the word means reunion of broken parts. Uh, it's one of the broad parts of uh, mathematics. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep things real simple. Uh, it's a the correct equation. X, which is the on X plus 2, 5. Okay, what is X? If you know what X is, you can add two to it, and then you get five. Well, we can apply the same thing towards housing. That X might be different for different people. So let's say, and this is an example of housing algebra. If you've got, um, well, let's do something simple. If your mortgage or rent payments are behind three months, uh by let's say this is paying five hundred dollars a month. So three months behind keeping it real simple that's fifteen hundred dollars, one thousand five hundred dollars. Alright, now some people all right, and and the let's say the variable in here is you substitute Whatever number for you, all right. Do you have to do what operate, operation of mathematics? The division, multiplication, subtraction, or division. Do you need to? What do you need to get it caught up? and surpassed That's the X. Now, for some people they might get a second job. Some people who already had that second job, they might get a third job. And when some people do that X of just simply getting, getting a part-time job, that, that particular X, it works. Other people look at X and say, you know what, maybe I need to go to school. And sometimes they go back and get a certificate or degree or skill set, and that that strategy of X works, all right? For other people, it might be X might mean move. In other words, you can get caught up. Matter of fact, I'll give you some good examples, and you can see this emotion on YouTube. There are people i a few people too. Communities of people that have downsized, and X could mean downsized. They've moved from an apartment or a house voluntarily. They weren't behind on anything. Some were, some weren't. But car, van, station, wagon, what have you, and cleared up their credit card debt, student loan debt, whatever it might be. Cut down to zero and started just saving up massive amounts of cash. Well, not massive, but it, it turned into snowballs into that. I was just reading something, but less than two hours ago, woman was working just a normal job, not not even high income, but she was saving everything she could and then worked some side hustles. And a side hustle might be at you know X. Anyway, within two years, she saved twenty five thousand dollars. And then she started world-traveling traveling the world uh, on a budget, mind you. She, she knew how to live when you're traveling, which is another X uh, that we can discuss. Housing algebra, once again, in my opinion, that's the course that will teach you how to solve real-life math problems. You know, um, because, you know, we, we coming up, we got the, you know, if you had 10 apples and made two apples and went away and all that. Well, housing, you know, if you're three months behind and your your court date is one week away, or in the case of 99 homes, that's true. Yeah. What are the variables of X so you won't lose your home? And then you might take uh you might look, you know what, wait a minute. Let's say you do get the money together to save your prevent foreclosures or evictions, then you might want to take a look at hey, you don't want you might not want to go through that again. So what is the variable, what is the X that you need that you won't get in that position again? And that's different for everybody. Um, the way we're going to do housing algebra is we're going to take people's real life housing math problems and find out what would be the best for them to act on. Now, for mi- for many people, it might be to move, but if you don't act on that solution you're still going to be in the same position. So we're, we're, we'll go through, you know, once you get a solution, you need to act on it. All right, and like I say, it's different. Some people, you can listen to some how people, and this is the great thing about the Internet age, um, you can look at how people solve problems, send them a note, network with them, and then solve, you know, You know, you don't like to reinvent the wheel, just do what they did. For other people, that solution might not fit you for whatever reason right now. You know, moving in a car, man, some people pitch a tent. Involuntarily, other people do it. Like I think I mentioned last week, a lady with a house, a friend of mine, two children when they were young, had a house. But wanted to get ahead of the game So what she did was Her and her children camped in their backyard And rented out the house That was her ex Camped in her own backyard Which was legal uh, where, I mean She said she did it. So Might be, you know, you might need a legal solution. Um, And then you got to calculate okay, now with this legal solution, can I afford to pay an attorney? Let's say you don't have any money, or then if you had to learn it yourself, DYI, do it yourself. Then, because that's why I got you with law, a legal fee. I looked at you know what is less expensive to learn this stuff, at least the you know the basics, than hire an attorney. Now, if I do hire an attorney, because they you know, or some legal mind, uh, it depends on what for. You know, if research. Okay, somebody might have a. a Expertise in particular niche that you know is worth paying for, or, or if you're an, um, the legal thing so broad. But right. if you do have an attorney, maybe that attorney has relationships that are worth their fee. You know, maybe they have a relationship with the district attorney uh, or judges or something. Let's see, uh, Tuesday's homeschool day, but tomorrow is a travel day for me, so I um, doubt we're going to have an It's My House tomorrow. Might, but in any of um, oh, let me give you on-demand number, which is 712 432 the on-demand number where you can listen to It's My House, Our latest current podcast. Is 712 4363 247? And um, then Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be all live. Um, and I'll reveal that location uh, from that location. Uh, we'll pick back up on death collection literacy and. Uh, so anyway, tomorrow, like I said, a homeschool Tuesday, will actually be a road trip for the summit. So, which touches on what I'm talking about today, housing Housing. We're we're flying out to a location where it's affordable for us to do things when it comes to housing. Note, um us um was good man. We hopefully will travel to the Pine Ridge Reservation And audio from the Pine Ridge Reservation on Pine Ridge Basketball
6: Our spirit was broken there for a while When we were put on these reservations There was a lot of stuff that just happened to us that wasn't good. We're not going to forget what happened to us, but I think it's important to forgive. We can't stay angry our whole lives, and we got to be in control of our own destiny.
3: There are over 300 Indian reservations scattered across the United States, home to an estimated 1.8 million Native Americans. It was late September 2008 when Transworld Sport headed to one of the biggest, the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. Established in 1868 as part of the Great Sioux Reservation, it was here that arguably the single most brutal act of aggression by US forces against this land's indigenous population took place. What came to pass at Wounded Knee has come to symbolize all the wrongs that were inflicted upon the American Indians. On the 29th of December 1890, it's estimated that over 300 Lakota Sioux were indiscriminately killed by the 7th Cavalry. The massacre of members of Chief Bigfoot's tribe happened as they were making their way across the plains to meet up with Chief Red Cloud, following the murder of Chief Sitting Bull by government agents. The massacre of Wounded Knee on the Pine Ridge Reservation remains one of the most barbaric and tragic events in US history. Pine Ridge is home to over 30,000 members of the Oglala Lakota Sioux Tribe covering an area roughly the size of the state of Connecticut it's an isolated place of both majestic beauty and abject poverty it's considered to be the poorest part of the United States with around 85 percent unemployment and the average family income is little more than six thousand dollars a year when it comes to sport basketball is by far the most popular here as it is on most indian reservations many tribes promote the sport and see it as a way of keeping native youths away from the problems of drugs and alcohol which blight so many of their communities when transworld sport made the trip to pine ridge one of the first people we spoke to was jerome lebeau a spiritual leader or medicine man on the pine ridge reservation
6: pine ridge almost Every reservation that I travel to, almost at every home is a basketball hoop. I mean, on this reservation, you, this is one of the poorest, if not the poorest, county in the U.S. They might not have anything at their house, but one thing they'll have is a basketball hoop and a basketball. Um, basketball is almost is almost a religion. is almost life here.
3: We discovered how the popularity of basketball had grown over the years as reservation teams became more and more competitive at the high school level. Red Cloud High School was founded on Pine Ridge in 1888 by Jesuit priests at the request of Chief Red Cloud, who saw that his people's traditional way of life was coming to an end. Have long enjoyed a proud basketball tradition. In 1995, led by Jerome LeBeau, they won the South Dakota State Championship. Fast forward 13 years, and Jerome found himself actively involved with the sport at Red Cloud as coach of the girls' team. In 2007, the Lady Crusaders had reached the state championship. The young team finished in a highly creditable sixth place, thanks largely to their standout player, Marky Lunderman. Maki led her team in scoring and steals, and Jerome was confident that she had the potential to play at college level.
6: She's one of the top ten players in the state right now. I know she's going to go on and play, and I think she can play Division One because she's got the height and she's got the athletic ability and the ball handling skills. Just one of those special athletes that makes my job a lot easier. When, when everything breaks down, and I'll tell Marky, you know, you need to score, you, you need to do this, and she does it. And a lot towards the end of the season, I didn't have to say it, she just knew what she had to do.
3: Marky had begun playing the sport in her formative years.
4: I started playing basketball whenever I was five. Basketball is by far the popular sport on here. You drive through Pine Ridge and anywhere and you'll see everyone playing basketball. It's pretty much what people do when they have nothing else to do besides go to school and do homework. They're usually out there playing basketball, having fun.
3: Transworld Sport learned how a large number of the pupils at Red Cloud traveled huge distances to attend school every day a 100 mile round trip remains the norm for a lot of students. For many, a big incentive in attending is the opportunity to play organized basketball on a regular basis. As well as excelling in the sporting arena, Markey was also gifted academically. If she wasn't to secure a college scholarship as a result of her talents on the court, the teenager hoped that she could do so thanks to her grades. I want to
4: go off, go to college, get a good education, and. Just be a role model to the young ones here so I'll probably miss my family and friends but I see myself staying away for a while then maybe coming back and starting my own business or something
3: home for Marky was about an hour's drive from her school Let's go. the youngster told us all about her family's proud heritage and how she was descended from Chief Crazy Horse the legendary Sioux warrior It was at Marky's home where we met up with another talented teenage basketball player, a young man by the name of Carl Swallow. In 2007, Carl had been a key player on the Red Cloud team which made it to their first state championship in 11 years. The tournament took place in Sioux Falls, over 350 miles from Pine Ridge. Cloud narrowly lost their semi-final game and had to settle for a third-place finish. At the time of our visit, the boys' team was coached by Matt Raymer. Hailing from Nebraska, Matt had been at the school for six years, having done part of his teacher training here. He believed that his team could improve on the previous season's performance and bring the state title back to the reservation.
7: On this year's team, when they're young, we we had a lot of seniors graduate last year. But I feel like talent-wise,
3: that we're as good as any team that we've ever had. And Matt had particular praise for his star player, Carl Swallow.
7: is an extremely strong kid, you know, physically strong. His skill set along with his strength make him really tough to guard, but, you know, allow him to do a lot of different things on the basketball court, you know what I mean? And we've and we played a lot of different places and I, we haven't really seen anybody that's been really you know, able to stop him consistently, you know, because he can shoot and go to the
3: hoop or, you know, makes his team better. He's just, he's just a really good player on pine ridge as on the reservations throughout america the great warrior chiefs of the past are still revered for the young men on the two thousand eight red cloud team that warrior spirit manifested itself every time they stepped onto the basketball court in the
7: past there was a lot of tough boys like crazy horse and sitting and Boo, and red cloud today it's, like, it's how we imagine ourselves like going on to Basketball game and competing, battling against
3: other schools. So trying to get the victory, get the job done. Like Maki, Carl was also attracting the attention of a number of colleges. In the U.S., Native Americans still represent less than 1% of students attending colleges many talented Indian high school basketball players have all too often found the transition from reservation life to city living tough.
7: If you're an inner-city kid, if you're an inner city, inner-city black youth, you know, and you go to college and you're from Chicago and you go to school somewhere else and a kid comes from LA, you have similarities you know in your life if you're both from the same kind of setting. Now if you're a native kid from the reservation and you go to school at, at, a, at a Division one school, chances are there, there might not be any other Native kids at all in the whole in the whole college, let alone in the, you know in the basketball team. So I think that you're really really alone. You know, I mean the things that you're used to and things that you know, you know especially for being from the reservation aren't here. We
3: left Pine Ridge confident that both Carl and Markey would secure college basketball scholarships, and so it proved. Carl went to a college in Nebraska, and Markey graduated from a college in Wyoming with a degree in business administration. She's now back living and working on the reservation, serving as an inspiration for youngsters to take charge of their own destiny and realize their own hoop dreams.
6: Basketball is our escape. That's our way of uh, showing ourselves, our skill. It's one of the few things we have going on this reservation is basketball.
3: now to our YouTube channel for the very best of transworld sports.
5: And we'll take, matter of fact, uh, one of our housing algebra uh, road trips uh, to that specific uh, reservation. Now, as I opened up the podcast earlier, housing algebra, that's one of the classes that um, – I think, and most people probably have not even heard of the term housing algebra. All right. And the reason why I'm saying that is uh, many people who have uh, some issue with their housing, not all people, but the ones that do. You know, the homeless. The somebody that's in rent court. Housing court. um, You don't know how to Afford the roof over your head That's why I came up with the term Housing algebra What is X The word algebra Once again the the definition of a word Itself means reunion of Broken parts If you're behind on a rent Mortgage payments If you're homeless If you're involuntary If you're sleeping on somebody's couch Or in their home and you don't want to be you have a housing problem. Now, once again, you don't want these things because, like I say, there people living in their vans, and there's no pun intended happy campers. That that's part of their that's their ex. The variable that they figured out would get them free would be camping. What I, I interviewed somebody earlier this year. She works in the school system right outside of uh, Washington D.C. Uh, on the Virginia side, and she lives in her van. That's part of her strategy. She does not want to rent to a landlord. She doesn't want to have a mortgage from a bank. Her plan is to work her nine-to-five, which has been going for a number of years, and she's got grown children and everything. See, I think she's a grandmother now too. And she's living in a van. She does two things to save money on housing. But once again, this is her housing network. Her ex is live in a van, save money, and we are not living in a van. House it. So one of her friends might go on vacation or somebody might post an ad in the, you know, the paper or whatever online looking for a house sitter. That's her strategy. That allows her to essentially mm-hmm. operate her paycheck. You know, so she spends a little bit on food. And, of course, she needs, you know, gas and then maintenance on her van. But she doesn't have to worry about putting on a $5,000 roof, which eventually she does have to do if she had a a traditional house. Her plan is to save enough money and then build her a uh, small home, small house that's also a portable. Small house and be debt free. She's debt free right now. But she's doing it all voluntarily. So that it and her ex, which means her housing algebra me which could help people is okay downsize live in the car, van, what have you. Now what I just suggested what the way she's living mm. that's extreme for some people. So you're gonna have to find out an X an X variable that you can live with. some people, that let's say you have the, you've got the resources to do what this this lady that I just gave as an example, you got the resources to do it right now. But for some psychological reason, you won't do it. You know, you, you, imagine if. Um, a matter of fact, I got an audio here. I haven't played it in a while. And this is a prime example of a family, husband hey. and wife. They, they had they lost jobs, couldn't afford where they were living, and all those are math problems. So they had to figure out an X. Now their X trying to go through all of his podcasts. Um okay, wait a minute, I'm getting towards it. I'll play this audio. i have played it on here several times before. All right. Um, Tiny house. Listen they had it. well listen listen how they saw their X.
2: Imagine, living in a space that measures a mere 168 square feet, more than 14 times smaller than the average American home. Well, it is here inside this tiny house, where the proud owners are discovering that less is so much more.
4: Well, in the past year, we've managed to save everything that I earn. We use my husband's income for our living expenses. and. Um, I've been teaching public school, so that's about $3,000 a month that we put in the bank this year.
2: Hari, her husband Carl, and their two young kids, Archer and Ella, recently celebrated their one-year anniversary in their tiny house. After losing their 1,500-square-foot home to financial struggles, the couple took matters into their own hands, literally. They built the space themselves with just $13,000 in materials. Their goal? To become debt-free and save enough to one day build a new home, mortgage-free. And so far, they're right on track.
3: Things are going really well with the uh, next project. Uh, We're going to build a 16 by 24 uh, unit to begin with and then we'll branch off of that and add bedrooms.
2: You may remember seeing this family on the Anderson Show earlier this year where I joined them on stage. Fascinated by their story, our financially fit team flew down to Virginia to see for ourselves. And learn ways we can all downsize. How are you? It's really good.
4: good. To see you. Hey there. Living in the tiny house has, has taught me that we don't need much at all to be happy and that um, getting the things that we need can actually be a lot of fun. Can you get me a bowl and some scissors?
2: The family's fruit and vegetable garden lets them eat healthier, cut down on their carbon footprint, and slash their grocery bill by as much as 30%. Hari has also been upcycling, as she calls it, taking something old and breathing new life into it.
4: My favorite upcycling project was the rugs I made for the house. I took old sheets, flat sheets, and crocheted them into rugs. They're beautiful, and they fit the house a lot nicer than if we had gone and bought something new from the store. The couple also recently switched jobs, not for more money, but more happiness.
2: Carl is enjoying better working conditions at a new restaurant, and Hari left teaching to pursue a career in nonprofit. Being able to afford a career that you love and pursuing a passion rather than a paycheck, they've learned, is just an added benefit to having savings and no debt.
3: I'm probably taking a 25 to 30% cut in my salary, which is going to enable me to have more time to actually build the house and save money because I'll be the contractor.
4: It's really... A great feeling to be able to make a decision like that not based on money but based on what we want to be doing with our time. The kids also seem keen to
2: the transition. Mom and dad are happy to report fewer requests for video games or toys now that Ella and Archer are busy playing outdoors on their three acre property.
0: Uh, We play down by the creek and up at the big tree up there where the swing is. We play with our neighbors and ride bikes.
4: And there's a lot of different things they can do with their time besides play with plastic toys and get online.
3: They've really just embraced it wholeheartedly. You you can't stop them from having a good time outside.
2: Still another lesson, when you downsize, it helps to have a support
4: system. There's such a wealth of knowledge in our community and that helps us a lot and having that support makes it um, like we're doing it together moving to the country has given us a a lot of things not just the tiny house
2: so what do you think what are your thoughts about living in a tiny house would you ever do it connect with me on Twitter at Farnoosh and use the hashtag FinFit for Yahoo Finance I'm Farnoosh Tarabi
5: all right in that audio, there were plenty of X's and i am up where they revealed plenty of X's. one of it one of them was move away they moved from having a house on a lot which they lost and they actually went they actually moved on when they went to a rural area out in the country as they call it, they got three acres that's three football fields. The wife was able to bank her entire paycheck, $3,000 a month times 12. That's in one year, $36,000 in the bank. That's the next. So we'll be having uh, off, online as well as um, offline demonstrations of X's. But like I said, for people that are looking for solutions, play that audio again, uh, you can go online to YouTube and type in Tiny House Family. They probably have a, a, a bunch of videos now on YouTube. Um, or you can call 712-432-8863. This is the number for our, On Demand. You can hear this live stream again where you can play that part. As you can press 7 and 9 and it goes back and forwards. And you can play that over. But they had a lot of solutions in there, a lot of X's. So that's why I call it the housing algebra. What is X? Your X that will free you up financially might be something than what they they said. You know, because some people think, well, if I can only earn more money, and you end up earning more money, and you're still struggling. The interesting thing that I find, that one of the interesting things that they did with their house in Algebra was, because a lot of people come, they keep on going into the same problem. Instead of what they did, instead of going to a more expensive place or staying in an expensive place, they moved to a rural area where less really is more.